Beyond the Fairways. With PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Another edition of Beyond the Fairways comes to you from the Car Shield Studios, and we're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And our guest coming up, World Golf Hall of Famer Julie Inkster. But before we get things going, Jay Bird, always great to see you. Danny, good morning, and how you doing today, man? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to visiting with Julie Inkster. We're talking about one of the best LPGA players that has ever played the game. Danny, she is... First of all, a Hall of Famer, obviously. She won three U.S. amateurs in a row. She was, um, I got to tell you what, though, for my money, she is one of the coolest, just best human beings that there is. She is so fun. She's a a great mom. She's, you know, she played golf and was a mom. And all of this stuff before, you know, big purses, D, and, She's uh, she, we're we're gonna have a blast with Julie. She's a lot of fun. Could you imagine having children and then trying to come back and compete at that high of a level? What? Which is one of the things I want to get into is just just being a mom, like you said, and yeah. trying to compete in professional sports. I, n- no, I mean, I <laughs> no. mean, you know, it's we're we're talking before daycare, all exactly. of this stuff, and and Danny, the LPGA didn't, didn't my era. We really didn't play for much money on the PGA Tour. Her era on the LPGA Tour was worse, and she made over $14 million, and God only knows what her record I want to ask her about the Solheim Cup. I yep. mean, you and I, let's be honest, we died at Rome this year. It was we, tough to watch it was, a Ryder part Cup. Of, part of us died. Yeah. When we came out of the bus flat, I was like, what? Yep. I can't wait to hear Julie's thoughts on that because something was just so amiss. I know. I guarantee you're going to ask this question because we've talked about it. You hate the tie at the Solheim I Cup. Know, you I don't know. like that at all. I, I just feel like let's have somebody win. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying I, I'm sure Julie is a, besides being a great golfer and a cool human, she's a thoughtful person and she'll, I'm sure she'll have a cool answer to that. But I just want, you know, when you walk off and go, we tied, and so since you had the cup last time, you still get it. I'm like, okay, but all right, yeah. yeah. And, the, you know, I think the problem lies, D, is it's a team event. How do you solve a team event without turning it into something individually? But who the hell knows? We'll see what she says. So Julie Inkster is coming up on the program. I'm going to give you just a quick note before we visit with Julie, but uh, Annika Sorenstam, had speaking of the LPGA yeah. was extended an invitation to join Augusta National. I'm not sure if you saw I, that. I did see that, and that is super super cool. I uh, I actually follow Annika on social media, and I saw the other day where her son, I think he's 12, needed to birdie the last hole to win his little junior championship, and he did. And it was like, yeah, mom, that's you know? cool. Yeah, so I thought, I, I I mean, why wouldn't you want to have someone like Annika Sorenstrom at your it's yeah. shit. I mean, I mean, she's. Uh, I I've only got to meet her a couple of times, Danny. But man, she was she was so far ahead of her time when she was playing out in the LPGA Tour Worldwide Technology Championship this weekend, formerly known as the Mayakoba Classic, be held in Mexico. 
which was uh, developed by Tiger Woods. So interesting to get into that a little later in our show. Yeah. We'll have our picks of the week. But first, it's a visit with Julie Inkster on Beyond the Fairways. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, Mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, $55,000 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. All right, Jay, as if you didn't know this resume, but 31 LPGA wins, seven major titles, 45 professional wins overall, most wins by an American at the Solheim Cup, World Golf Hall of Famer, Julie Inkster. What a resume that is. It is. And, Julie, thanks so much for jumping on. And, and Jule, how about that? But I know the real thrill of your career was getting to do Fox with me. It was the real, the real thrill was walking the 24 miles we walked at Chambers Bay and we got on, I think you probably got on two sentences and I think I got on one and you had probably 12 blisters on your feet. It was quite the debut for the Delsing Inkster uh, double <laughs> duo. Danny, we, I'll never forget, I looked at Julie, I'm like, I don't think I can walk back to the car. <laughs> you know, was, that place was a disaster trying to walk. Julie, we were all over the place and they never called on us. I know, and then they go, hey, Julie, go follow um, Jason Day. He just made three birdies in a row. And by the time I got out there, he would double a hole. And then they go, okay, go follow someone else. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It was, yeah. Well, Julie, wh- one of the things that um, I-, I wanted people to know, that the career that you had, your-, your pro career was fantastic, but you won three women's U.S. amateurs in a row. You won the Broderick Award in 82, which is basically now it's the, the Honda Award for the best collegiate golfer. And and you played at San Jose State. Talk a little bit about growing up because your story is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, basically, I kind of fell into golf. Um, you know, I had two older brothers, and I was, uh, I guess they would call it a jock. I love baseball. I love basketball. And I, we, I really love to play flag football, um, which kind of turned into tackle football. But, uh, <laughs> um so when I was 15, um, my two little brothers, whenever we turned 15, we had to get a job. My dad was a fireman. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And and my middle brother, Mike, um, worked um, on the golf course. He mowed greens and, and rake traps and stuff like that. So he asked the pro if, um, if I went up there, if I could apply for a job. And 
I got the job parking carts and picking up the range and um, got some clubs from the back room, lost and found, and started playing and um, just kind of fell in love with it. Um, you know, I was, I had good hand eye coordination anyway, and, and to be able to um, just be out there by myself and, and playing it by myself. Um, it just kind of, and I progressed pretty quickly and, um, you know, the rest is kind of history. Julie, I, I gave that remarkable resume and it is remarkable. As you reflect now on your career, what are you most proud of? Um, you know, that's a good question. Probably being able to do it, um, traveling with two kids, um, you know, it's cause you know, we didn't have maternity leave. We didn't have daycare. And, um, you know, I, I ended up really winning more tournaments after I had kids than before kids. And, um, you know, and they still, they still like us. Um, Brian and I, <laughs> it's still, I don't know if it's because of the credit card or just because they like us, but, uh, no, and it, you know, you never know how it's going to turn out because my mom was a stay-at-home mom and, um, you know, I'm traveling with them after six weeks. And um, But you know what? I, I think I'm most proud that I achieved that, but probably the most fun I ever had was was being the Solheim Cup captain, no doubt. I, I bet. Now, I want to go back to something you just said. You had more success after children than before children, which I find to be really interesting because normally you're just running around trying to, you know, just keep everything straight. So why, why do you think you had the success after you had kids? Well, you know, I, 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 so I started when I was 24 and I had Haley when I was 30 and, and then I didn't win, um, and until another five years. Um, so it took me a little while to figure it out. I mean, I played well, I played okay, but didn't win. And then, um, you know, I just kind of rededicated myself to the game and, and I got a, um, a new teacher, a guy named Mike McGetrick, um, who wife played on tour and had, um, a couple kids and, um, he kind of got it and I'm kind of a realist. I'm like, you know, can I get my game back or, you know, or should I just hang it up? And he goes, Oh no, we can do it. So, you know, it was more like, you know, um, you know, quality practice than quantity. And, um, you know, where the kids were sleeping, um, you know, my mom would come over and I'd hit ball, go up and hit balls and practice. And, um, and I just kind of slowly start getting better and better. And then, you know, really in 1996, I just, I, I took off and, and I played great for, you know, six or seven years. That's amazing. You know, Julie, one of the things that I think is so cool is how you went out and won straight away, and you're you're you you kind of came out in the middle of '83, I think, and and you won Rookie of the Year in '84. But you, it, the success to have success on the tour, it, it, right away is so important, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I you know I played five tournaments in '83. I got my card in October of '83, and so I was eligible to play five tournaments and or five five or six tournaments because I won my fifth one. So. Maybe it was more like seven tournaments. Um, and, you know, I played well, but, you know, I, I, I was always really super competitive and really, um, you know, I probably never did anything the best, but I was a grinder and, you know, I never gave up and, and I'd find some way to get the ball in the hole. It maybe didn't look the prettiest, but, uh, um, you know, I just, I, I wanted to succeed and I wanted to, um, you know, be good. 
Julie Inkster is our guest, World Golf Hall of Famer, and uh, there's nothing better, and you said this, than wearing the red, white, and blue. That must have meant just a thrill of a lifetime for you. It, it is. I mean, um, you know, being American and, and being able to represent your country in a sport, I mean, it's not like we're going out there and saving the world, but, um, you know, I, I just think being able to, you know, when you put on the red, white, and blue, it stands for something, and um, I think it stands for integrity and competitiveness and, and respect, and um, I just um, loved having a team, um, even though, um, you know, we only got to do it, you know, once every two years, but just being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Um, I, I just, I love that. Well, Jewel, you've won more Solheim cups, uh, cup matches than any American woman has, has done that. And that's because I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are, but, (laughs) but you're a baller and you're a grinder, as you said. And, and, And Julie, give me that. Like when, when I watched the men play in the Ryder cup and I'm like, which so sometimes it just looks and and I I hate to even have to say this but it looks like we don't have the heart that the Europeans have you know it's like just get the job done it doesn't have to be pretty and I feel like oh man especially after watching Rome Jewel it just didn't look like that well I I think there's two things to that I think one you can't take five weeks off and and want to go over there and try to compete against um, the Europeans, you, you just, you're, you you can play as much golf as you want, but if you're not tournament ready, you're not tournament ready. And, um, I think if those guys were really into it, they all would have gone and played at least one tournament, um, before the Ryder cup. I also think that the Europeans would say, Hey, you know, we don't have a bus. We don't have team uniforms. We have beer in the coolers. Can you just show up and play for the Ryder cup and just play? They would all show up. I mean, it means that much to them. I mean, they they don't need, you know, team uniforms or fancy stuff or whatever. Um, they just they just want to play as a team. And I think a little bit that is maybe lost on um, our squad. And that's what you're talking about. What meant so much to you It's like yeah. just let's play, roll the ball out there, and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would, I would, you know, I. I mean, I think the payday is being on the team and representing your country. Um, you know, we, we, whenever we went over there, we lost money because, you know, we, yeah. we bring our, we bring the kids and we bring my parents and my brothers and, you know, we're paying for them. And, um, you know, I think our stipend was, I think it's right now, I think it's only like 20,000 uh, or 15,000. That's just to get everybody over there, you yeah. know? Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I think, um, and I'm not saying these guys don't care. I think they care, but it's like, you know, how much? Yeah. And, and Julie, tell the story. I know you told me this story. Tell the story about what was your reaction when one of the women picked up your coin during the match? Oh, <laughs> 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 I, yeah, I I don't like anybody picking my coin up. I can get my own coin. Um, yeah, that, that I, it's just it, it's kind of like nails on a chalkboard for me. It's like when they win a hole and they pick your coin up. I'm like, I can get my own coin. Don't you touch know? my just, stuff. Don't, don't, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about today's game. 
is there whether it's LPGA or, or PGA, is there somebody that you'll stop and watch and you'll say, I, I will sit at my TV and I'm going to watch this individual play? Um, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of great players out there and so technically sound, um, you know, growing up in the era of the track mans and the videos. And um, I think that's just really elevated the game, the gym sessions, the, um, you know, um, swing speeds, you know, just uh, trying to swing as fast as you can. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I really like watching a lot of the women play because of their tempo and their rhythm. Um, but I also do really enjoy watching the guys smash the ball too. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rory. I think I, I love his golf swing. I'm a big fan of Nellie Corda. I think she's got a great golf swing. Um, you know, so, um, I, I, I just think there's a lot of very athletic, people out there that are playing golf now. Julie, when I watch Nellie swing the club, Nellie Corda, she looks like she was made to do this. It is, it's such a beautiful blend of power and grace. It's almost, I mean, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, and there's a, I mean, you know, a lot of the good um, Asian gals are, are just built the same way and, you know, they're tall and they've got, they're lengthy and um, they just got, you know, really good club head um, awareness of where it is at the, at the strike. Um, you know, I, I just, I just think they're just so much, too, you know, when we played, we, we just played. I mean, I never hit balls on the range. I mean, we we would tee we would tee it up after work and we'd play as many holes as we could play. I mean, we learned how to hit different shots and everything, but you know, the game has changed where you don't really have to learn how to work the ball anymore. Julie Inkster is our guest, World Golf Hall of Famer. I'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about this. You love obviously the game of golf. What are your thoughts on live and, and what's transpired with should guys play in the President's Cup? Are they allowed to play in the Ryder Cup? What's happening with the PGA Tour? All those things. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm not a fan of the live. Um, I just don't think – I think it's more exhibition. I mean, you can't just have the same guys playing week in and week out, three rounds um, against the same people. I mean, um, I think the greatest thing is on the PGA and the LPGA, you can have 144 players and – you know, anybody can win. Um, you know, you can have the the greatest round of your life, four rounds, and you win a tournament. And, um, you know, I the elevated events for the men, I mean, I don't think the PGA can um, uh, financially sustain that. Um, I think they're going to need to get help. I'm not sure the live is going to be the right direction they'll go. Um, but, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan whatsoever and I, I really I'm just I love watching Brooks and I love watching Cam's um Cam Smith and um um what other um Dustin Johnson. I miss those guys. I miss watching those guys play. Julie, it's such an odd time in golf, isn't it? All of this drama and, and it's just so I'm just so not used to it. And then you turn on the TV and if you ever try to see this product on the CW it's the weirdest it's like there's no spectators everybody's on this you know everybody's finishing at the same time and it just it, it's ah man I, I, I but I don't know how you're gonna if you're gonna have 48 players and you're gonna keep adding people where do the where do the other ones go are they just don't get to play anymore and they just collect their money um you know I, I don't know I, I just think as a 
player, as a competitor, your legacies with majors and wins. And um, yes, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to be set up for life with, with your money and financially. Um, but that's not why I got into the game. Believe me, because playing on the LPGA, you don't do it for money. That's for sure. Jules, you, <laughs> Jules, you made over $14 million in an era where you didn't play for any money. And so no. obviously <laughs> you did this for, for sheer love of competition and to see if you could do it and, and, and for love of the game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, you know, make some money out there and, and do what I love to do. But, you know, our 150th girl on, on the money list probably makes 150,000, 175,000, you know, and that's that probably doesn't even cover her expenses for the year. So, I mean, she and she's the 150th best player in the world. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a little frustrating as a woman. Um trying to play golf and, and believe me, I mean, it's improved so much, especially in our majors, these corporations have really stepped up, um, to make a difference. Um, but, um, it's still, um, you know, we, I don't think we even make 10% of what the guys make on the golf course. And I'm sure it's less off the golf course. Wow. Give a little advice to listeners out there in terms of something from Julie Inkster. If you said, if I'm going to improve my game, I would do this. What, what is that thing? Um, it's called, uh, chipping and putting, You bet. um, and, and you know, and I, I get it. I get it. If you're a, um, a, uh, you know, once a week golfer, you don't want to go out there and chip and putt. I mean, you want to go out there and hit the ball long and, and, you know, um, get on the range and work on your game. But if you want to shave, you know, five or six shots off your handicap, um, chipping and putting is, is where you need to go. Jewel, don't you think we got to get rid of the tie in the Solheim? Don't we have to come out with a with a with a champion yeah, somehow no or another? I don't know. I I just don't think I don't think it's built that way. I mean, because then you're making it an individual game um, where you're picking two one person from one team and one person from another team to to decide the cup. And now I think it's in more of an individual game than a team game. Um, you know, you you say you go out there and you know, probably the best person that played on the LPGA for the Solheim Cup was Megan Kang. And probably the best player that played on the European Cup was probably Carlotta Singanda. And Carlotta went off second to the last and Megan Kang went off first. So now you're going to have them both go out and Megan Kang's been sitting around there for two hours to try to go out and play. I don't know. I just think you start you know, when you start, you're a half a point behind and you got to go out and, and win 14 and a half points. Um, I, I just think it's there's, there's too many things that um, don't make it right. All right, cool. Hey, Joel, I want to ask you, in 1998, Siri Pak, I can actually remember watching her play. Um, what she started has been Nothing short of remarkable with what the South Korean women have done. They've come over to the U.S. I, I, it's hard for me, and I'm in the weeds. I love the women's game. It's hard for me to keep up with all of these great players. Tell our listeners, wh- what makes these women so much better? And, 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 and just where are we? And in, 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 in with Rose, we've got Rose King. We've got, you know, really good um, U.S. players, but we're we're still just kind of lag behind South Korea. 
Well, the you know, South Korea, um, Thailand, uh, Sweden, Mexico, Canada, all these com- all these um, countries have federations where the government funds their their golf program, and so they get the best women athletes they put them in these programs and they become amazing golfers i mean over the united states if you're a middle class parents and um you know you're not going to be able to afford golf golf lessons to travel um the equipment the golf course so you're going to put them in soccer shoes you're going to put them in a field hockey stick or lacrosse stick and you're going to go out and play um you know they've started they've probably have this federation for probably 15 years and usga is starting something like this but we're 15 years behind times and it's going to take us a while to catch up um there's no doubt and i think we will with these with the new um what the usga is trying to do is um you know get um teachers um get get these kids that are are um good uh, junior players and develop them um, and, and put some money into them and, you know, their teaching and their travel, um, you know, so it's paid for and they can play against the best. So that is my um, kind of synopsis of why they're so much better than we are right now. No, it's well put. Final question for you, Tiger Woods. <clears throat> Do you see a time that he's healthy enough to come back out and compete? And even if he's healthy enough, do you see him competing at a high level? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't put anything past that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's like, he's like the cat with seven lives or nine lives or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just think the whole walking four rounds, um, you know, it's like, what does he have to prove? Um, you know, I think his kids are at an age where they're in a lot of stuff and I know he kind of wants to be there for them. So I don't know. It would be a good question. Uh, I guess we'll probably find out at the Masters. Um, but um, before, it was just kind of hard to walk, watch him walk and, and deal with what he was dealing. Well, there's no doubt. And, Julie, this has been a thrill. I know, Jay, you feel the same way of giving uh, Julie Inkster on our show. Julie, you're the best. We lo- I, love, right, I love it. I really appreciate it. you jumping on. All and right. We'll keep, we'll, we'll keep in touch. We always do. Thanks Thanks a lot, guys. You Appreciate got it. it. You Take got care, it. Jill. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800 465 
888-888-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. That is better than most. Better than most. Maybe. Yes, sir. Here it is. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. What a fun visit with Julie Inkster. And we're talking about one of the great golfers that's ever played, male or female, and a lot of fun because you guys had some fun doing television together. We did, Danny. We we had um when we Julie and I we figured wound up walking like over fifteen miles the 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 one day um Chambers Bay at right? Chambers Bay and it was like walking across the moon, Danny. There's sand <laughs> and there were no places to to walk where where spectators weren't. It was extremely difficult. And I think between the two of us, we got I got called in the morning round. I, they called me seven times, and five of the times my battery on my headset didn't work. And then Julie got called like twice, and. We, we, uh, oh man, I just remember thinking, how are we going to do this? I loved what she had to say of why the South Koreans have dominated in golf. And basically it's the homeschooling is there. Yep. Uh, the teachers are there. Yep. Nutrition's uh, nutritionists are there stretching guru, you name it. They're getting all this at a young age and a very young age. Yep. And their, their life is dedicated to the game of golf. And, yep. and she's saying that we don't really have that in the United States or North America. Some do, but we're seeing it constantly with those kids coming over. Right. And, and I mean, they're all, a lot of these government run and government sponsored programs d and so it's interesting right because the u.s we have the usga but they don't sponsor things like that i mean look we know that there are some really good young athletes men and women young boys young girls that, that can play but may not have the financial wherewithal or the means to go play on an aga sure. GA event or something like that and so We've we've got to make some sort of concession somewhere along the line, and and um, it, it's it's neat to see that it started. And I, I also loved when she talked. To, so we talked about the the Ryder Cup, and she you were absolutely right about the tie. And I you know what I get what she's saying. I mean, I still would rather not have a tie. I'm just going to be honest, but. We were talking about the Ryder Cup one time, and she and I. And when I walked into, when I got to, um, had the privilege of being on that Fox team, I walked in the room and I wanted to hang out with Julie. I just, she's just so much fun. We'd have dinner together occasionally, and we'd have a drink and talk about being, you know, parents and daughters and just fun stuff. But talking to her, when you start talking about competitive people. This girl is a baller. She is a grinder. She and and she said, "Yeah, one time I was playing in the Solheim Cup and you know someone picked up my coin. That's why I asked that question." Sure. And she was like, "Don't touch. I mean, don't touch my stuff." I loved how she was very uh, much and full of pride of competing wearing the American flag and the colors and you know, it meant something to her. Yep. Yeah, the the money's not great. You know, you probably get to fly over there. They take care of your accommodations, yep. but you're there to represent your country. And she took a lot of pride into that. Well, and think about what she did. She's bringing her family over there. She's bringing her mom. She's bringing her dad, her her, her brothers. I mean, that that just says a lot about what sort of what sort of person she is. And I mean, look at that record, Dave. Forty five worldwide wins, thirty one LPGA wins, seven majors. I mean. You know, and she's won more points in Solheim Cup matches than anybody. I mean, 
I'll take any one of those and yeah. put one of those on my mantle. I don't have any of that stuff. And just like us, she wants the best for Tiger Woods and watch him compete one more time. I know. All I know. Of us do. I, I think everybody does. I think we we just don't want it to end. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it'll be interesting to see. He's coming up on his 48th birthday. It'll, it'll just be interesting to see. If we could fast forward to the Masters, I think we'll get a glimpse at what this last surgery did and what, what it all looks like, Danny. I don't know, man. All right, picks of the week. You ready to go? Yeah, let's fire away, man. We um so last week we had um one pick in the top five, I think. Yeah, so not yeah, bad. Yeah, we'll, it's we'll a little bit it. of a fall off for us, though. I know we'll get it fired up, and you've been hot with some other picks that we probably don't want to necessarily <laughs> talk about, but we'll, you're doing great. We'll stick to golf. Worldwide <laughs> Technology Championship, formerly known as the Mayakoba Classic, it's held in Mexico, and of course that was developed by Tiger Woods. So. Yeah. Interesting on that point, speaking of Tiger Woods. Danny, I'm interested on, on a just a sidebar before we jump into this, our picks, is what the players are going to think about this golf course. It's really interesting, right? So Jack Nicklaus has designed over 300 golf courses around the world. Now we've got, and you've got that volleyball. Who's the greatest of all time, Jack or Tiger? And the record's probably going to show because of the majors, Jack. But, I mean, Tiger won so many events and had a higher winning percentage, et cetera. But what is Tiger – how does Tiger see the game? How does it translate on the golf courses that he designs? I, I can't wait. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. I've got my uh, pick of the week, which is Lucas Glover, who was on that incredible run. So he Love is him. my pick of the week. See if he picks up where he left off right before the Ryder Cup, and Lucas Glover will be my pick. I love it. I love it. Couldn't be a better dude. Uh, he's figured out his putting, as we uh, we mentioned a lot. Um, my my favorite pick, I'm going to go with Saheth Tagala. I He got his first win up at Fortnite. He's... Uh, He's great for the game. Forget his color of the skin, even though I I'm I'm, I'm I, I love that here's another um, part of the world that gets to showcase their talents and we gotta break down all these stupid barriers. And I think Saheth being an Indian descent is is doing that. And I and he's fun to watch. He's a he's a great interview. Great player too. So the Lucas Glover is my pick. The Gala is your pick. And then my dark horse, I don't know if he is a dark horse anymore, but Ludwig Aberg, who doesn't really have a weakness when you think about this, but just getting into the rhythm of being a pro, yeah. you know, that's is something that you know quite well. It's not easy, and uh, he'll be one of the names to watch clearly this weekend. Absolutely. And, Danny, one of the challenges you have as a, as a, as a brand-new pro is the traveling piece is, you know, nowadays maybe these guys, because he was such an, a storied collegiate amateur player, number one player in the world for the last two years, maybe he's coming out with a bucket full of money. So maybe he's traveling privately, and maybe the travel isn't all that big a deal. But one of the things that will be challenging is the golf courses because he does not know the golf courses nearly as well as someone like now here's here's someone like let's say lucas glover who's been on tour for 15 years won a major etc but we're playing Le cardinal that's tiger woods's first golf course and no one has probably played it before so sure. but but one of the things to look for adberg because I, I really think he's going to come out come out firing as, as a rookie and well establish himself on the pga tour but he'll have some ups and downs, Danny, maybe more so than others because of the golf courses. He'll go to some places and go, I'm never coming back here, man. This golf course just doesn't suit me. I don't like the town. Whatever, whatever. It's 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 interesting. And 
my dark horse pick is going to be John Sue. I, I, I like him. He's a worldwide ambassador, um, worldwide tech ambassador. So he's kind of repping this tournament. It would be kind of like a little mini major for him to win. And, uh, that's, that's my, uh, that's my pick for the dark horse. Jay, always fun, my man. Thanks for doing it. Danny, I can't wait to do another one with you, man. Let's go. Love to see our picks come through next week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so that's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, and we're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. Danny, I wonder if Darty.